0: Save your seat now at growandemaiallist.com. That's growandemaiallist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. Every single piece of content and copy on your website should have a purpose. So nothing should just be seen as filler or stand in content. If it doesn't have a specific use to inform, engage, or call someone to action, then it's got to go. I hear it all the time, and it goes a little something like this. I'll ask someone, hey, uh, where can I find you online? There's usually a pause, a little hesitation, and then the response will be, oh, um, you can just find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active these days. And while I personally love the app and I'm on Instagram too, whenever somebody says this, I immediately think about how so many of us are relying on social media to share and sell and serve. And that's not really what that platform is built for. What I want more people to do is to shout their website from the rooftops. Your site isn't just something that should live in your Instagram bio. Your site is your domain. It's your home on the web. And it should be this intentional destination that gives people an experience the moment they land on it. So if you're not currently screaming your URL from the rooftops, well, this episode is for you. Today, we're going to talk about the elements that make up a great website, and this checklist is going to help you create or redesign your own home on the web to make it a place that you are proud to send people to. And real quick, before we dive in, I want to mention first that a website is not the end-all be-all for a great business. It's a super nice to have, but a perfect website is not a need to have when you're just getting started. If you're not quite there yet, still listen to this episode because there are so many ways that you can utilize these specific tips on the platforms you might already be using. Or if you're creating your own site or hiring a designer, well, this episode will provide a perfect blueprint for you as you work. So let's walk through some checkpoints and things you'll want to include or keep in mind as you create or redesign your website this year so that it makes the best impact and keeps people coming back to your door, whether it's virtual or not, again and again. Let's dive on in. It is such a pleasure to share the business podcasting space with the man, the myth, the legend, John Lee Dumas. We're both on the HubSpot podcast network. And honestly, his podcast is among the elite veterans of the field. Entrepreneurs on Fire stokes inspiration and shares strategies to fire up your entrepreneurial journey and help you create the life you've always dreamed of. He tackles topics that I know you'll love in a clear, concise, and actionable way with episodes like how to dramatically improve conversions and marketing performance, how to master sales, persuasion, and influence, and how to build, design, launch, and grow a small company. Trust me, Entrepreneurs on Fire is a wealth of information for business owners just like you you. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. So sometimes when I'm bored or if I just need a reminder of where it all began, I'll use the Wayback Machine to peek at my very first website back from 2011. Honestly, I can't believe it's been over a decade that I was building my own little website on WordPress using all of my limited HTML know-how that I gained from my MySpace days. Did you guys ever do MySpace? Looking at that sweet little site, it Kind of makes me cringe, but it also makes me feel super humbled because I know the girl who created that site just wanted to share her big dreams and insights with the world. And honestly, for getting super specific, it wasn't even a site, it was a blog. I launched my entire business with a free WordPress blog, but that didn't stop me from sharing my big hopes and goals. And when I was building it, I basically was taking any minutes of my limited time and limited coding experience and using that little generic WordPress template that somehow got the job done in the beginning. It's kind of fun to look back because there really wasn't any grand design strategy or user experience thought put into it. And that's totally okay and really normal. Like if your website is a knockout, congrats. That's literally amazing. But if you're the person who's waiting to launch that dream or idea or who has delayed sharing what you're working on just because you're waiting for that perfect site, then listen up. Nothing is ever going to be perfect and nobody cares as much as you do. My friend, Tiffany Alicia always says, don't let the idea of looking like a business hold you back from being an actual business. You know, someone who has a product or service or an offer that allows them to generate actual revenue. So first things first, let's figure out if you really do need a new website, because sometimes it can feel like our attention is needed in so many places while running a business. And while a website can be very important, there are often things that come before creating or redoing a website, like building out your offer or product suite or getting proof of concept or getting people results or building up a community on social media or growing your email list. Now, thankfully, my current website looks nothing like version 1.0 did back in 2011. Over the years, my website has grown and evolved as my business has. And that's mostly thanks to my friends at Tonic Site Shop. Not only are the founders incredible friends, they're also incredible website designers. And they've served so many of my listeners through their amazing website templates. So, before recording this episode, I reached out to my friends at Tonic and I asked them to give us some advice and insights to help you figure out if you really do need a new website. So, here's what their advice was They said, ask yourself these five questions and keep track of how many yeses you tally up. So, as I say these questions, put up a finger if the answer is yes for them. So, number one, does my website fall short of the level of my work or brand? If the answer is yes, put up a finger. Number two, am I embarrassed anytime someone asks for my website URL? Again, if it's a yes, put up a finger. I feel like we're playing a drinking game here. (laughs) Number three, is my website holding me back from what I want to accomplish? Number four, does my website feel like it doesn't fit who I am? And number five, is my website not bringing in the quality of leads that I want? If you answered yes to just one question, you might just need a few tweaks to your website. And some of our tips today might guide you in where it is that you're falling short. Now, if you answered yes to two or more, it's likely time for a more complete refresh. And if you answered yes to all five, well, that's a green light for you to get it done. Focus your efforts on a web design that reflects all that you are and have accomplished in your business. Now, I just want to give a quick plug to my friends at Tonic. If you are totally lost on where to start or looking for a new website, they have the most gorgeous and fully customizable website templates, and they don't require any HTML know-how. If you want to check them out, head to com slash tonic. You can see my favorite templates and you can save 15% on your new website template using my code. So again, it's com slash tonic, and you can check out the work of my incredible web designers. Okay, now let's get into some nitty gritty numbers. According to a rain today study, 97% of consumers say a company's website directly impacts whether or not they buy from them. And according to Behavior and Information Technology Journal, consumers spend 0.05 seconds looking at a website before deciding whether they like it enough to stay. That is less than half a second, people. In other words, websites are important and the experience you offer through it makes a massive difference. What your website looks like and says, and most importantly, the way it makes somebody feel as soon as they land there is a massive deciding factor for whether they stay and then ultimately end up purchasing from you. So what can we do to make sure people want to stick around when they land on our corners of the internet? Well, let's run through some action items and best practices to keep in mind and make sure you check out and save today's show notes at jennacutcherblog.com slash 2022 website. That's jennacutcherblog.com slash 2022 website to reference whenever you begin working on your site redesign. So tip number one is this, map out the customer journey. Now, a great website is not about your ego or telling the world about how great you or your offer is. A great website is based on the customer's journey and making it as easy breezy as possible. You want people to land on your website and get to whatever they need to with the fewest amount of clicks and the fewest amount of time possible. That means when you design your site, you want to think about things like having copy that tells them exactly where to click in order to find what they need and buttons to easily land on a purchase page or a sales page or a contact form without searching. You want to think super intentionally about your homepage and fill it with calls to action that guide your customer down the simplest path to find what it is that they landed there looking for. Now, I always think about that journey and envision what would it take for a stranger to hear my name and then go all the way to purchasing one of my programs or listening to the show or getting in touch with me? Like, how can I guide them to whatever it is they're looking for quickly clearly and easily. I remember the first time I intentionally did this. It was when I was still shooting weddings, but also launching the education side of my business. So I had two very different clients. I had brides and then I had entrepreneurs. And it was up to me to figure out how can I lay out my page so that it would serve them both without it being confusing. So I sat down and I mapped it all out from my homepage, to my menu, to my contact form. I sat down with pen and paper, and then we worked on building my site to make sure that it could serve everyone without losing anyone in the process. If you want to test out your client experience to make sure it ticks all these boxes, I always recommend doing something I call the mom test. Literally, whenever we do a website launch or a redesign, I ask my mom to go through the new website. And I'll just sit and watch her navigate it. And I like to watch and pay attention for how many clicks it takes for her, how much time it takes for her to figure out how to buy or contact me through the site. Like sometimes those design bells and whistles that we love are the things that trip up our consumers or the cheeky language that we use doesn't necessarily translate to someone who's looking to hire us. So doing a test like this can help you see how someone interprets your design and your copy. And of course, I mean, disclaimer, it doesn't have to be your mom that does this test, but I would just choose someone who isn't as familiar with all of the ins and outs of your business, like you or your team are. So it could be a cousin or an aunt or a friend or a neighbor. But the goal here is to simplify the time and the clicks needed for someone brand new to your website to buy from you or to reach out to you. Tip number two is be strategic and clear with your headline and your subheadline on your homepage. Right when someone lands on your website, before they even have a chance to scroll, your website headline and subhead should state exactly who you are, what you do and who you do it for. Remember, if people are jumping off a page within a half a second, you want to give them clarity the moment that they land so that they know they're in the right place and they want to stick around. I see a lot of people who try to get really cutesy with their homepage headlines and subheads. And honestly, I used to be one of those people. So I get it. Like it's really fun to be clever or witty or creative, but I promise that there are other places to do that within your website copy. So when it comes to the first word someone sees on your site, you want them to be clear and concise. You want this headline to pack a punch or at least confirm that they've landed on the right site. And so if they can't figure out what they're looking at or what you do right away, someone's probably gonna bounce. So you want your headline to read more like a nonfiction biography, less like a mystery novel. Here's an example. My website headline says this. It says, Hey there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. And then my subhead says, educator, digital marketer, podcaster, author, hype woman, overachiever, mama, and BFF who brings the good snacks. Welcome to our cozy living room, our classroom, our library, our boardroom, and our research lab on the web. It's simple. It's to the point, but it's descriptive about what I do. So if you're struggling here, here's what I would do. I would lead with who you are, how you serve the world or what you create and who you create it for. That's the perfect place to begin with this one. Tip number three is focus on making your about page super compelling and connective. The about page or your bio page is the most visited page on websites. So you want to make sure yours is super good. Now, I personally love that humans click to bio pages the most because it shows how much people care about the humans behind the work. Something we easily forget in a world where we're so focused on what we create, but this is proof that you matter. So with your bio page, I'd focus on less of an autobiography of awards and degrees and accolades and accomplishments and focus more on an honest account of who you are, why you do what you do and what connects you to your target audience. Like sure, some of those accolades might boost credibility and we'll talk about why that's important in just a little bit, but they can play a small part on your page. Most people would much rather hear your origin story or your turning point or that breakthrough and your why more than what you majored in. So lead here with serving them, not just about boosting your ego. Research shows that the majority of people buy based on emotion. So when we can connect to a story or a person, it helps build trust and feel as though we know them in some way. When you're creating your bio page, think about how you can connect with people beyond what you do. You want them to care about your offer, of course, but when they connect with you and care about you, it changes the entire transaction and it humanizes their experience. Tip number four is make it super easy to reach you. You want people to be able to and invited to get in touch with you. Like that's the goal of your page. While most websites have a contact page or a form, I still see a ton of sites that make it nearly impossible to get in touch or to reach out. I recommend having a super straightforward contact form that is quick and easy to fill out and that leaves the work up to you, not the client. You want to have multiple places where someone can click and get in touch with you. And I would recommend including all the methods that you're comfortable with them reaching out to you, whether it's through a form or email, a phone number, even a chat box. Just whatever you do, make it super easy and really inviting. Like some contact forms require you to fill out 17 fields and give over all kinds of information that might not be applicable to the person inquiring. And while that might be valid for some business models, for most, it is so much better to just leave a space for someone to provide their name, email, and their message so that the invitation to get in touch is a no-brainer for them. And from there, you get to guide the conversation and do the heavy lifting. Tip number five is to anticipate and answer questions before they can even be asked. So your website should be thought of as a solution. When you're actually sitting down to write your website copy and design your page, think less about sharing all the shiny bells and whistles and features of your offers or all the perks of working with you and think more of how you can answer questions or help someone qualify themselves as the right fit for what it is you offer. While it can be tempting to lead with the shiny things and those things do serve a purpose and should have a place on your site, that type of content shouldn't be the meat of the word someone reads. Your website should help people understand your offer, connect with you or the company and qualify themselves as a buyer. So instead of focusing on the features of your offer, sit down and write out commonly asked questions or pain points or problems that your target audience is struggling with or that your offer solves. And you want to use those as a starting point for all of your copy. If your site can show someone that you understand their problem and that you've got a solution for them, that is where the real magic happens. So show that you have this deep understanding of what your target audience might be questioning or worried about in order to build trust and offer validation. And better yet, in order to answer the questions that are happening and the conversations that they're having in their own mind. And here's the thing. On top of using the strategy for your website copy, you can take it a step further and use it to create an FAQ section or a page so that if someone has a specific question about booking you or purchasing your product or what a process looks like, they can head there and look for the answers before they have to reach out. And this will actually save you time in the long run too. You know me, I love discovering new tools that I can share with you to help you work smarter. And if you're anything like me, you might be running your business from the kitchen counter or the kid's playground. So having tools that travel with you are essential. From marketing to sales and service, HubSpot has tons of tools that help you run and scale your business easily from anywhere. One of my favorite tools is mobile inboxes where all of your incoming email and live chats go to one shared location, meaning your whole team can work from one place and easily manage your sales and customer support. So easy, right? Then there's the custom surveys from HubSpot. With a custom survey, you can solicit feedback with unlimited questions, diverse question types, and easy shareability. Leverage the insights you collect to enhance your customer experience and deepen your customer relationships. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. Tip number six, utilize long-form content to build out a resource library. So I've been talking a ton about long-form content on this show because I think it is one of the most underutilized mediums for creators out there. And it's something that's moved the needle for me over the past decade. Long-form content is referencing things like podcast episodes, blog posts, or even YouTube videos. It's basically content that is longer in length and that lives on longer than just a social media post. So along the lines of tip number five, you want to create resources that answer your prospects questions before they can even ask them. And so for more in-depth questions or processes that your audience might be curious about or searching for super helpful, if you can build out a content or a resource library in the form of blog posts, podcast episodes, or YouTube videos that you can then house and categorize on your website. Think of the common categories of topics that people come to you about or that you address in your work, and then pick the medium of long-form content that feels best for you that you can stick to consistently. That could be audio, written, or video. This will give you places to send people to when they have a specific question, and this content will also be searchable, meaning it's a major SEO or search engine optimization booster for your website. When you regularly upload specific, helpful content that serves your audience material that they're already seeking out and looking for, it helps you answer their questions. And in the process, it also paints you as an expert or an authority. Tip number seven, keep things concise and strategic. Every single piece of content and copy on your website should have a purpose. So nothing should just be seen as filler or stand-in content. If it doesn't have a specific use to inform, engage, or call someone to action, then it's got to go. Since we know the bio page is the most clicked on page on most websites, what other information or calls to action would be important to have there? Like, How can you make that page more purposeful? Think about where should someone go after they learn about you or the ways that you can guide them on their path? I always think of the line, no dead ends, meaning you don't want someone to complete something without having an invitation for what's next. So ideas here, including adding a button to contact you or a footer with a related freebie or resource that someone could access. You could also use a site banner of your top offer at the very top of a given page or create a canvas with your most downloaded opt-in or freebie to grow your list. Basically here, if you think about it, the sky's a limit in how or where you can invite someone and of course, a place to get in touch or subscribe to your email list. Those are the most valuable ways you can capture someone so that you are able to continue the conversation elsewhere. So what I want for you to do is to go through every page on your website and make sure there are calls to action that fit the page content, and then make sure that there are next steps for someone on each page. Now, according to Small Biz Trends, 70% of small businesses lack a call to action on their homepage, which is an insane stat, 70%, and that's a massively missed opportunity. Like we cannot assume that site visitors know what to do or where to go. Like people do not always know the next best steps to take. So it's our job to invite them with clear and direct language to have them sign up for an offer or get a free download or subscribe today or get in touch. And so it's our jobs to be very specific and thoughtful and strategic here. All right. Tip number eight, build online authority to help users feel comfortable and confident in working with you. So establishing your expertise or credibility can be a huge way that you can build trust with someone new. Now, this is something you can work towards if you're just getting started, but let this be a goal for your future website. If it's not the right fit for right now, building authority can look like a lot of different things. So if you are an established business or brand, maybe you've been featured on a lot of different sites or in publications, you could showcase those, but for people that are just starting out, Client and peer testimonials or reviews can be super powerful. So if you don't believe me when I say this is important, according to Nielsen, 92% of consumers are more likely to trust non-paid recommendations, just like reviews, than any other type of advertising. And a Bright Local study said that 88% of consumers trust user reviews just as much as they trust personal recommendations from friends or family. So if you're wondering if reviews or testimonials or press features are important for your website, well, the answer is a resounding yes. People look to other people's recommendations and experiences to validate whether something is right or wrong for them. And they want to see that feedback before making a purchasing decision. Social proof, like testimonials and reviews, actually simplifies your customer's journey and it reduces the number of steps before making a sale while simultaneously building their trust in their own purchasing decisions. Tip number nine, utilize a keyword research tool to maximize SEO from the start. So SEO is search engine optimization. And for a long time, those words sounded like total gibberish to me. Something I think a lot of people think they're going to get around to, but rarely do. And it is a massively missed opportunity when it comes to having a website. In fact, one of the biggest reasons to have a website is to be searchable. So say it with me. SEO is not dead and you need to consider it when putting together your website copy, plain and simple. So using different keywords to help your website show up when someone searches for you or what it is you offer, that can change the game for your business. So if you are not sure where to start with SEO, Tools like Word Tracker or SEM Rush can help source and decide which keywords and phrases to focus on in your website copy. Those are Word Tracker and SEM Rush. And the Beginner's Guide to SEO by Moz is another solid tool for those of you who want to learn more about SEO. And of course, there are other ways that you can easily figure out what words and phrases to use for your site and for the content you create. So you might have heard this tip on here before. If you've heard me talk about Pinterest in any of my trainings or past episodes, you know that you can actually easily conduct keyword research on Pinterest simply by putting in commonly used keywords and phrases for your business or industry and just typing it into the Pinterest search bar and then seeing what auto-populates in the search drop-down menu as a result. You can also do this on Google. So you just take the main keyword of what you do or offer and then see what auto-populates, what people are searching for. And essentially, these results can help you see what people are looking for and can also help inspire the content that you can create to serve as a solution for their searches. So this goes hand-in-hand with creating a long-form content library and knowing what to create for that and to figure out exactly what to create use these seo keyword tools and tips tip number 10 is to make sure your website is optimized for mobile so trust me gone are the days when mobile design was an afterthought more than 50 percent of web traffic comes directly from mobile users so simply put your website needs to be mobile friendly Many designers and templates prioritize this nowadays, but it's still something worth checking and focusing on honing in on to be sure that people can have a great user experience, whether they're using their phone or their tablet or their desktop. And this is honestly one of the reasons why I love Tonic sites so much because they prioritize their mobile design. And honestly, I think their mobile versions are just as pretty as their desktop ones. So when creating or redesigning your site, it is super important that the experience is universal no matter what device someone is logging in on. And if you think honestly about where you'll be sending most of your traffic from, which is most likely social media, which is generally consumed on a mobile device, it is super important to design and test the usability from every type of device. So make sure before you hit publish that everything works as it's intended to on mobile. Do not, I repeat, do not forget this critical step. Okay, lastly, this is tip number 11 for product-based businesses you want to make sure e-commerce is super easy. Now, the goal here with a product-based business is ease of use. So if you are selling products, it should be so crazy easy for people to see what products you have to offer and to understand the process that they must go through in order to buy them. You want to have as minimal steps here as possible, and you want to make their path to purchase as easy as you can. So when setting up your products, you want to have things like plenty of photos any specs that you can include, details about what it is you're selling. You can even include things like animation or video tutorials or other visuals inside of your online shop. And here's what I don't want you to forget. Do not forget to explain the details or any fine print like pricing plans, return policy, terms and conditions, and where to contact support if they have any questions or help. For me, I think the more information that can answer potential questions, the better. But you want to make this concise and easy to consume. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you LinkedIn ads. There you have it, the 11 ways to optimize and make the most of your website. Do you feel ready to tackle a beautiful and client-centered website? Well, I hope you can use this checklist as a guide rather than a rule book because ultimately you know your target audience and their needs and desires better than anyone else, including me. Now, the most important thing is speaking to your audience and connecting with anyone who lands on your page, making it smooth and easy and exciting for them to connect with you. This is your home on the web, so make sure it is ready for hosting. Keep it simple and straightforward. And don't forget to infuse your personality in your spark. As a reminder, if you want to check out my absolute favorite website templates created by my personal designers, head to jennacutcher.com slash tonic, and you can use the code Jenna sent me to save 15% on your website template that already includes all of these steps in their design. Again, that's jennacutcher.com slash tonic. I hope you have an incredible day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals.